Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. We've got a fun Tuesday afternoon show here on the old Patreon. Subscribe to Drinking Bros Podcast Patreon. It usually gets dark. Uh, now, for the audio listeners, you're unaffected. It's just as fucking crazy as always. But if you're watching the video, shit gets dark, dude. I found uh, another asshole pick, Bob, that I'm I'm a fan of, and I'll ask you to bring this up later uh, on the show. But uh, in the meantime, save it. D'Anthony, uh, mybookie.com, who is our beloved sponsor for the sports show, promo code Drinking Bros doubles your first deposit up to $1,000 has the new odds out for Republican nominee for 2024 and Democratic nominee for 2024. Okay. Uh, so I just went in here and put a hunch on uh, Gavin Newsom. I think Gavin Newsom will end up being the Democratic nominee. I really do. Five to one. Five to one. So I put a hundo on it, and it pays off at $500 there. Uh, the rest of the odds, though, it's but it's weirder than I thought. Um, Pete Buttigieg, eighty to one. He has, I mean, that you're just throwing money away. Yes, he has a zero percent chance to win. I, I agree. Uh, surprising one on here, RFK, eight to one. That's pretty low. RFK Junior at eight to one. Uh, yeah, but that's also an, a complete impossibility. Like, is that how, how fucking stupid do you have to be to believe that that kind of shit's going to happen? Well, so here's the thing: what if Biden dies? If Biden dies, if everybody dies, mm-hmm. right, the DNC is going to put in the person they want, and it ain't going to be RFK Jr. because it wasn't Bernie fucking Sanders. So it would be RFK versus Newsom. On It'll that be side. RFK versus the field, and he has no shot, zero percent chance. Okay, so that's you. You may as well light your money on fire if you're going to do that. <laughs> I didn't. I took Newsom. I took Newsom at five to one. Uh, we'll flip on over to the Republican nominees here, and again, these just came out as well as the first polls. That we'll talk about in a second here. Uh, Donald Trump is at minus 280. Wow. That's uh, that's as close as you, that you could get to a sure mm-hmm. thing there. Well, I mean, it's th- this is like preseason power rankings. It is. No, nothing has even started yet. No, I, I get it. But it's fun to talk about. Uh, next up is Ron DeSantis. He's at 5-1. to one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he... Well, I guess unless Trump gets really arrested or whatever... I. You know, they keep saying the walls are closing in, but they've been saying that for uh, 40 years at this point now. Yeah. So, uh, no idea, but he's at five to one. And then Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, eight to one as, as well on that side, on the Republican side. Also a 0% chance. No, I know, but I like him. And, uh, and it's interesting, at least. Who's the guy that you like? Is it this Glenn Youngkin? I don't like anybody. No, there's a guy you always talk about who wants smaller government. He's Thomas the, Massey. Glenn Youngkin is the uh, governor of Virginia. Okay. Um, but he's uh He made this list. He's a statist guy. Okay. But he does. He definitely, um, to be honest, I think he's got a better shot than DeSantis at this point. You know, they're, they're saying there's this rise of Youngkin. I don't know much about him. The odds are saying 25 to 1 here. On my bookie for this guy. That, if you're going to take a long shot, he's probably the smartest long shot. Okay. Um, no, no skeletons, um, and no bad press either. And, and that's one of the reasons, you know, 
I, my opinion, I think Trump's team kind of baited DeSantis into getting into this race too early. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Why did they do it? Mm-hmm. Because he's kind of goofy, you know? Like he's... <clears throat> You've seen his public appearances and shit. I have. Like they, if, they, if they, you, haven't, they haven't been great. If you just read the press statements from him or look at his policies and stuff, more most people like him mm-hmm. for that stuff. Um, but he's, uh, he's not the most polished speaker. And unfortunately it is a fucking popularity contest, you know, it is, which is kind of dumb, but we'll see. I mean, I think, I I think DeSantis is going to have a pretty good comeback once all of the candidates are in the same room speaking, because whatever you think about, like, he's not a polished speaker. He's kind of, he's like Ted Cruz, kind of goofy, just like, all right, man relax yeah um but once it gets down into the facts and stuff like that it's going to be hard to for any of the other candidates to go up against him with that except for glenn youngkin who has the i think youngkin has the biggest political win for the republicans in decades you know what i mean just stepping into that whole loudon county uh you're teaching crt and uh putting grown men in women's bathrooms and shit like that. Yeah. Leaned into it and mopped the floor mm-hmm. with uh, what, what's who's that Dick Terry McAuliffe. Yeah. Just completely annihilated him. And he is also for some reason, I don't know why, but he's very well respected and well liked by people on both sides of the aisle. Moderate wise, not the progressive folks, but sure. Yeah. I, I don't hear a lot of negativity mm-hmm. out of the, the Dem side about Youngkin at all. Yeah, Like if, if, if you believe that me- metaphor or that, that whatever it is, that the Sanders is Trump without all the Twitter issues, you know what I mean? Without mm-hmm. all the stupid gaffes or shit talking. Um, Youngkin is DeSantis without the, the weird pu- publicity, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, so, but, and he definitely wants to run for president. He's also very tall. Six four, six five, something like that. Is he really? Yeah, he was a college basketball player. No shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and I think that plays a role as well. <laughs> because he's tall and powerful like Abraham Lincoln? He's, uh, yeah. Can, yeah, he, yeah. can he wrestle? Um, I don't know about that, but he definitely played college basketball. All right. Well, good for him. Glenn mm-hmm. Youngkin is six seven. God damn. Are you serious, Bob? I don't know if That's I believe that. That's too tall to be president. I've this? met him. He's he's probably 6'5". No, 6'7 is what he's listed at on sportsreference.com. It's like Fuck. baseball references, college basketball. Yeah, site. So, dude. I mean, it's, it's legit. It's not is that with Wikipedia the afro, page. though, or without the that's, afro? That's listed height. You're telling me if I go to ESPN and look at listed height of basketball players, they're all accurate? Uh, You know, I know Durant lies about his the other way. Yeah. But... He goes down? Taller. Yeah, he says he's 6'10 or 6'11, but he's 7'1". Yeah, he's creepy. Yeah. But Youngkin averaged 1.4 points, 1.2 rebounds, 0.3 assists in his career. Didn't say he was a good. Yeah, (laughs) Bob. He's white, right? Yeah, but he played for Rice. Bob, he's still white, okay? Houston boy, huh? Yeah, I guess. 6'7", though. That guy towering over you. uh, It's a little much, dude. Meeting meeting supporters as a fucking giant. Leaning over down to kiss babies like that. A 6'7", man. Have you ever spent... A good amount of time with a six seven man, uh, not like enough. a real good. T- like, not enough. Okay, yeah. it's strange, dude. It's fucking strange. It's it's too creepy for a lot of people. Most women are like five three, five four, 
and uh, you throw a six seven dude up there, it's fucking weird, man. I, that's just from that height alone, Bob. He's out, in my opinion. I can't place any money on him. I'm sorry. He's going to creep out too many people. He's just too tall. I don't think so. Yeah. No, he is. I think he's powerful and domineering. You know, uh, we'll talk about this on Fake News Thursday, but there's been a significant shift in the political alignment of young males, Mm -hmm. right, between like 15 and 22. And it's to the right, like hard to the right. Not, Not... Far right is not what I mean, but I mean like the percentages are pretty. Yeah, I've, I've been seeing it pop up online with uh, stories and and things like that. So yeah. it's just how things go, man. Uh, you're a dude. You've got dude qualities and dude instincts, and you look around and everybody's a pussy. Eventually, people are going to adjust. The pendulum you know I mean? swings yeah. for sure, for sure. Uh, how tall was Abraham Lincoln, Bob? Seven four, I think. Eight and a half feet, maybe. Yeah, was he eight six? Bill Brasky. Uh, six four. See, that's a normal height. But even he, like when you think about Abraham Lincoln, you think a fucking giant. And six he was only four six is, four. Is like Steph Curry. Y- yeah, I mean, shit. I'm six three and a half. Uh, so he's only a half inch taller than me for Christ's sake. Six seven though. I'm looking up. Where you're like, oh, oh, please don't kill me and my family, Mister Youngkin. You're too fucking tall. What's he weighing in at? That guy. This will be my final decision on him. If he's over 280, then way he's gone, dude. He's fucking he's not gone. like he's not fat. So well, no, but at six seven, two eighty, you can walk around these uh, with some fun weight on you. There, I'm getting listed weight at like one eighty. Really? Yeah, that's thin. He's a thin. Maybe man. he had AIDS. Yeah, does he have AIDS? No, he's a slender man. Oh shit! No, he's in okay. shape. All right, Slim Reaper. I hear you. I hear you, Bob. Uh, first polls came out today. Trump versus Biden. Uh, this is for the New York Times, so usually they lie. Mm-hmm. And uh, it says it's it's a dead heat. They've got uh, the very first polls as a dead heat. Uh, weird to see it in print for the first time, mm-hmm. um, that there's a poll out and it's a dead heat between Trump and Biden. Obviously, we are replaying 2020 here. Uh, now, they go on to say that uh, Biden remains broadly unpopular, among a voting public that is pessimistic about the country's future, and his approval rating is only at a mere 39%. I was unaware of that. Uh, I, didn't pay, I know everybody hates him, but... What's uh, the I disapproval rate? You know, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Uh, but they said in the, the actual poll itself uh, that they conducted, they are tied, they're both tied currently at 43%. Hmm. Um, where does the other fourteen percent go then? I guess at that point to other candidates. Uh, there's, I mean, at this point in the campaign, there's still quite a few undecided. Okay. Yeah. By the e- even week of election, you're going to have six to eight percent undecided in a lot of these play. But I don't know if that's just like people who are dicks, mm-hmm. or they're lying to themselves, or a lot of conservative people don't like to answer any questions. So this. You know, maybe they mark down when somebody's like, uh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, undecided. Yeah, I've, I've done that as well on yeah. some of those calls. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I always waste their time. So I try to. Mm-hmm. I try to waste their time. Um, but the let's see here. Diving in further into these polls here. Uh, they're saying his real trouble spot is 18 to 29 for Biden. That they're just checked out and they don't want him to run. I understand that. The dude's 81 years old. Yeah. Um, not that Trump is young, but if you hear him speak day after fucking day, 
That guy has goddamn rallies like 50 times a day. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. Is there, they're always just <clears throat> popping up everywhere, and I'm like, how the fuck do you have this much energy? Um, I don't know, man. I don't he, either. He's uh, You and I have been well, I mean, in the heat, and I'm like, dude, yeah. I, we've been hot watching it. I'm like, how the fuck is this guy doing this shit? Diet pills. Whatever it is, let's get him for the rest of us, all right? Yeah. Just give us that cocktail. So the same thing about The Rock. Let's just get that steroid cocktail It would out be there. nice. There. Shit. Yeah, it was. But that's not really that surprising to me. Uh, the, I think the most surprising thing is that The New York Times actually published this. Well, <laughs> if The New York Times published it, you got to think that it's probably way worse. Has to be, right? You know what I mean? That's exactly what I, what I first thought when I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, but the age thing I get, it's, you know, you're checked out on young people, and I think that's what you need to vote. Or you need another pandemic to happen where you're, you can just send in fake, fake votes from your house and shit like that. So uh, I'm not really sure uh, what they're going to do here. And then uh, uh, <laughs> Pierce Morgan chimed in and was like, I, I can't believe it's going to be Trump. But what, what are you shocked by? Yeah, I don't what is anybody shocked by these days? Um, and it's a lot of who did what worse and everything else. Did you catch Rogan's interview with Jim Gaffigan? Uh, the comedian. Yeah, it was uh, hard to watch. Sure was. To be honest, it's like sure was. He he's another in a long line of people um, that they were just their brains melted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Trump fucked them up bad. <laughs> it's so weird, man. It's like like Sam Harris saying that it's okay to do anything, no matter how unethical, to make sure Trump doesn't get reelected or. <clears throat> Gaffigan's main defense about his vote for Biden and continued support for Biden is like, well, he's a yeah, sure he's a criminal, but the other guy's a bigger criminal. Yeah, yeah, that was exactly Are you what he said. Serious, dude? Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Not that anybody should be listening to comedians talk about fucking politics, anyways. But I was surprised it went there. To be honest with you, because um, usually before the show starts, even on shows like this. We've had certain comedians who are like, hey, man, I don't really want to talk about politics or whatever. I was like, ah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. We don't really give a shit. Uh, so we can talk about people's assholes and all that stuff. And again, really teasing this asshole here. Oh, Bob, you found it too. You found the perfect one. Um, but uh, I'm surprised Gaffigan wanted to go down that road. Because um, you could have just talked about somebody's pooper here. And this is Emily Ratajkowski. And we're on Patreon. This is obviously not on their screen. Well, it's well. I'm sure they can see it in the reflection there. Look at that, dude! I, we celebrate uh, beautiful assholes on mm-hmm. this show. Obviously, Hope Solo is one of my faves here. I I got to add this to the list, Bob. I it's th- this might be one, right? This pumps Hope it's Solo one. down it's, to it's, two. It's one. That is one right there. I mean, one with a bullet. My God! I man. mean, if you take in the whole thing, because uh, she's got. She's also gorgeous, right? She is. Like, her face is perfect, too. So Yeah, yeah, she's beautiful. And Have you, you can seen her, see it. seen her fucking tits? Mm-hmm. That's gnarly, man. I mean, it's... It, I Now mm-hmm. I get the hype on this girl. I didn't really get it before. Now I understand, Bob. I'm all in, and I'm on your side on this one. I mean, she's just a hot girl. There's a million of them. But not like that. Um, to find an, uh, an asshole like that is very, very hard to find these days. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't really pay that much attention to what it really? looks like. Just how you don't we- spend a lot of time down there? I spent plenty of time down there. I just don't fucking spend time looking at it. <laughs> Fuck would I do that for? I'd take my time. Like, what do you go to the fucking butcher and just stare at the steaks? No, you put your sure dick do. in. You put your dick inside nope. the steaks and you put your dick inside that butthole. That's I the whole fucking point. I stare at the steaks for a while yeah. and then I make my choice. This is why I don't like strip clubs. I'm not a big fan of strip clubs either. It's like, I'm not coming. Uh-huh. I'm not window shopping here. I'm looking to fucking come 
in or on something. Yes. Right. Yep. Immediately. So I'm not, I'm not paying for watered down drinks mm-hmm. and uh, for somebody to to lazily shake tits in front mm-hmm. of my face. Like, get the fuck out of here with this shit. Yep. We talked about this earlier on RPR. Like, why not just get a prostitute at that point? I feel like we really need to legalize prostitution here. We might be close. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this, but in New York City right now, um, there's brothels that are popping up. Uh, in New York City, in like Queens, and I forget the other city. Uh, Bob, if you can pull this up about these uh, brothels. Um, so they now have sex workers who are walking the streets mm-hmm. in New York, and it's kind of what you think it sounds like. Like there's some Asian ones, there's some hot ones. It's a and street in Corona, Queens. That's it, yes. Yeah, so pop up these pics here. Um, these are like posters. Well, those Hold are the posters, on. but hang on. There we go. So start with this one, right? Because this is just like a normal lady walking down the street. Sorry, website's being shitty. That's fine. Uh, but if you look at her, that kind of just looks like a normal chick who's just walking the streets looking to jack you off. Um, and if you're saying, hey, Ross, I'm looking at this picture, and that's too crazy. That's a bridge too far for me to cross. No. So, uh, uh, and actually, this is in the New York Post. A New York Post reporter actually walked up to this woman, and uh, and she gave him the price of it. So it was two hundred, and he's asking for, yeah. you know, are we all in on that? Is that <clears throat> sex? Is that just an HJ? What are we looking at here? And uh, it's like Uber, but for your dick. It is. It is. And Car- Carlin used to do a great bit on this, but he's like, what business? of the fucking governments is this in the first place. Like you can sell shit and you can fuck, but you can't sell fucking. No, nope. can't do it. Like what, what, what right does the state have over your body to tell you that you can't fucking prostitute yourself? I mean, for real, <laughs> I know that it's, that's, that seems like an incredibly odd thing for P and I know it's wrapped up in religion and all this stupid shit, but um, you know, you can't legislate morality. That's not how it works. No, it's it's never worked. What I think they're worried about is if one of them gets knocked up and then what happens then? uh, No, they were like a no fucking professional prostitute is going raw. Dude, that's stupid. (laughs) If you if let me let me give you a piece of advice really quickly. (laughs) If you happen to find yourself in the company of a hooker and she gives you the option of fucking her raw, don't (laughs) because you're not the first bro. Yeah, yeah, she's given that option to, and she has syphilis. No, damn. We it's making it a off. comeback, by the way. Syphilis is making a comeback. It is. I didn't really even have to pay her. I just did anyway. You know, like we, we, we it was basically. Uh, Bob, go back up there uh, to the top. So there was a no, not that picture, the one before it that you had up. Yeah, that one. Uh, so put this one on screen here. So this is another one, like Giorgio. You guys were just in New York City. Yes. If you knew this existed in Queens, would you just roll out for two hundred and fuck that chick right there? Nah, the girls we picked up were hotter. Okay, but how much did you spend? Mm, What'd you spend that night? Probably two fifty-three. It would have been easier, Georgia. I'm just saying. Not on them. It would have been easier. We were just out with the boys having dinner. Yeah. Oh, okay. So not on the girls themselves? No. No, All right. no we just right. met them. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, but if you pop up that pick one more time, Bob, here's what I love about this is let's say yeah, you do have to go to the dentist because there is a dentist sign above her. It's not a pleasant experience. No one enjoys going to the dentist. But then when you come out, boom, you're getting your dick sucked by a prostitute. Yeah, I mean, I guess if the dentist were to load me up on nitrous and then get my dick sucked right there in the chair, they should do a collab. 
And it might be happening. Is that yeah. what the picture is? Where I don't know. Like, that's, hey. what, that's what I would do. You know, it's like you, you own a deli and there's a coffee shop next uh-huh. door. And yep. you're like, all right, cool. Uh, every fucking fifth sandwich you buy, you get a free latte or some shit. Yeah. It's awesome. How many more people are going to go to the deli? We're going to have the most perfect teeth in the entire world. I know. In like six months, probably. So when I see a picture like this, I was like, shit, man, maybe I need to get my teeth This cleaned. is the thing. Like and when queens. they were trying to trick everybody into getting these poisonous shots. Mm-hmm. They should have just used puss. I mean, that would have been the most effective way to do anything. Oh right? yeah, if you uh, in those huge white tents on the side of the highway, just if it was slamming ass. Yeah, hours a day. if you were able to put your dick in something mm-hmm. while they, they give you the the booster, your ninetieth booster shot, yeah. everybody would have done it. Everybody yeah. would have done it. Speaking but, of that, another uh, who was it? A football player, I think from the Broncos, has at twenty eight years old developed pericarditis. I mean, it's no crazy. shit. Yeah, I wonder where all of that's coming from. I don't know. I don't know where it's coming from. Uh, I'll probably get it, though, to be honest with you. Yep. Was it worth it going to the White House? Yeah, I got my answer. I I, I got my answer. Uh, Insurance is in place. I got the answers I was looking for in this life. Uh, And sometimes that's that's what I need. Just me as a fucking person there. Uh, But the prostitute sitch in New York is uh, just the beginning. Uh, Bob, pull up the article about the Roosevelt Hotel there in New York City today. This is a fun one. They've got 60,000 refugees now on the streets of New York who were just lined up sleeping down the block. Uh, the Daily Mail had the best photos of it, Bob. They always do for some reason. It's um, because they pay for Go to the Daily them. Mail article. Yeah, it's great. Like the major news organizations um, go to Getty. Yep. Or, or they send Getty's their own, too expensive. Yeah, yeah, or they send their own photographers out here. These guys just pay bounties for the best picture. It's fucking great. <clears throat> I, whatever reason, the Daily Mail is is probably your go-to site right now for like real explicit shit. Pop those pics up on screen. So I've stayed at the Roosevelt Hotel in uh, in Midtown before, and now the entire thing is is overrun by refugees. Now you have all these fuckers sleeping out in the streets. They said they're on like day three or four of this. Is this and they like don't a know protest what to do. or they're just trying to get no, inside? they're just trying to get inside. <laughs> but Christ, the problem dude. is they've used up all the beds. So they don't have enough room, and there's 60,000 of them there. You know where there is room. What's that? In their own fucking country. Yeah, yeah. Get out. <laughs> there's room in the ocean, too. Just saying. Put some uh, 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 water wings on them and start catapulting people into the ocean or something. Get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? I don't know. And somebody was interviewing them yesterday and they were saying, you know, I came to America for, you know, to work and live and, and I want to sleep and I'm exhausted and I've been in the streets and I I need food and I need water. I don't know. Maybe it's me, but I don't expect that I could just show up in any country and demand a hotel, food and water. I don't know who would give that to me. Because if so, well, I would love right. to go to the south of France and just say, hey, guys, yeah. I'm so tired of America. I'm exhausted. I'm so exhausted that I need a nice hotel. I need a shower. I also need some very, very uh, fine wine and some food. Can you please help me out here? I just needed to get out of there. Yeah. Um, no. Nope. Nope. Nowhere, Not right? one place on earth would allow that. Not one single place. Um, because you're white. You, oh, that's the only reason. You think so? Yeah, because Germany, France, a lot of other places um, have let their countries get overrun by African migrants. Well, this, this overrun. Is, this is what's happening here. Well, as yeah, well. for us, it's just South and Central America, but it's the same fucking thing that's happening in Europe. Yeah, exactly the same. It's just a different 
you know, different uh, geography, but it's... Why are we and other countries continuing to allow this to happen is what I can't figure out. Because all these pictures here, I know exactly where this is. All these people are blocking probably roughly 40 to 50 businesses, and these are storefronts. So in New York City and Midtown, the foot traffic is a big deal when you're walking Mm -hmm. by to go into these places. The rent's already through the fucking roof in New York, and now you're going to put... 60,000 dirty fucking refugees in front of the store. Yeah. What are people supposed to do? Climb over the know, bodies to get into they're not, to they're look just at some shoes? Avoid the area. But you know, it's like you, we've, we've seen scams like this before on local level. Usually it's real estate, right? So you devalue property so you can buy it up on the cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a good metaphor for what's going on globally right now. So if you want to, if you want a world government, the only way to make that happen is to target the strongest countries out there and weaken them from the inside. It's the only way you'll ever be able to do it, right? Because otherwise, people wouldn't people wouldn't let that happen inside the country. So, you know, uh, you <laughs> you weaken financial systems, mm-hmm. you weaken border security, you blur the lines between the autonomy and privacy rights of an entire country. That's what George Soros has been doing his entire career. That's literally his game plan, is to go into a country, spread Marxist nonsense, run up inflation, end border security, and then it's just like, oh, well, we're all one people now. Like, no, we're not. Because in this country, we believe in shit that you don't believe in. You know what I mean? And his end game is what? I'm the richest, and I can just look down on all my peasants, and this is my life, and I can live it. Uh, the best of my abilities, but fuck everybody else. Because let's face it, he's not going to be one of us, right? No, but I think it's like, um, I don't want to get too crazy conspiratorial, but it's something like the Knights Templar that they just want control over everything, right? They feel like, and it is one of those, the road to hell is paved with good intentions kind of situation where they think that, that life is tough, they're right. They think that bad shit happens a lot. They're also right about that. They think people are too dumb to govern themselves, uh, maybe, right? Yeah. But even if that's true, it's, you don't have the right to fucking... But they're, the way they see it is they're saving people. It's the same with Bill Gates. Like, he thinks he's a rich dude trying to fucking save people. Like, yeah, people are fine. Yeah. Why don't you just fuck off, bud? But that that's the goal. That's, well, that's, that's how it's generational. Otherwise, Otherwise, he would be trying to accomplish specific things in his own lifetime but he's not he's trying to set this up for the future mm-hmm. right I, it's it's very cult-like i think it is and uh that somali pilot pirates uh d- documentary i watched the other night i don't know if i talked about it on this show or just off air mm. um but the guy was saying he was it was a weird fucking doc because uh these journalists had, had penetrated their village and and they said look we just want to interview you about your your life and mm. your intentions and we will show this to the West and everything else that's going on. And he goes, all right, this, this, this group agreed to do it. And he said, sat him down in New English, uh, one, two. He says, uh, he says, look, I'm doing this and I'm robbing people because they're coming through our lands. They're using all of our shit. Uh, they're taking jobs away from our countries and our communities and everything else. <clears throat> and the guy asked him to explain it. And one of the things he was talking about was water. He was like, you have these companies coming into Africa that are – uh, saying, oh, we're going to give you water. We're going to tap these wells and do all the other thing. And he goes, look, we have companies here to do it. You're just taking up that business mm-hmm. now at this point. So we don't have any fucking jobs because people like Bill Gates are yeah. coming to these other countries saying, oh, we're the white savior and we're going to mm-hmm. help you. But in the meantime, it's taking away actual businesses in Africa, in the continent itself. 
who could be providing jobs to the, the, the people and, and all that other shit, but Bill Gates is doing it. And it kind of made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do I agree with them robbing people and holding them at ransom? No, obviously. But uh, he goes, we don't have any other form of life or other jobs mm-hmm. here, man, because they're yeah. gone. Well, it's about to get rough. I mean, the, the main thing going on, there's two, two main things going on. And, the, and everywhere but South Africa, the main thing going on in Africa right now is that the Chinese and Russians are fighting over mineral rights all over the place. And I'm talking about people getting clipped. You know what I mean? Weird shit going on all over the place. Um, particularly for cobalt and lithium and shit like that. Um, some oil, but it's mostly cobalt and lithium. Uh, but in South Africa, it's getting rough now, right? Like the, the, the leader of the modern anti-apartheid group mm-hmm. just had a fucking event this past weekend with 90,000 people where they're ch- like chanting death to white people, basically. Oh, that's um, fun. Yeah, so it, it's going to be interesting to see what goes on down there. I, if I were uh, a white, if I was a you know somebody that owned property there back in the day or something, I, I'm not sure I would be sticking around. In South point. Africa? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably trade in. I'd probably try to do a one-for-one swap for some property in, in Zimbabwe or Mozambique or some shit and get the fuck out of South Africa, but we'll see how it goes. I don't know. I mean, it's getting pretty dicey down there. Didn't you feel like that was always going to happen, though? Uh, I did. Maybe. I don't know. Mandela did a pretty good job of tamping down that bullshit. He did, he but won. once... I mean, he's dead. Yeah, once he was gone. I mean, and, and then, you know, again, all of these global organizations, the WEF, the WHO, Bilderberg, and all these guys, I mean, that they're just trying to foment insurrection all over the world, right? Like, look at how dangerous it is now. People are just rising up against governments. The only way to stop this is, you know, to create a bigger government that's in control of everything. Mm-hmm. That's, that it'll, that's always their plan is to centralize more and more power. Would China ever go to war with Russia? Uh, no, I don't think so, and I don't. I don't know to what degree China is compromised by the WEF and, and groups like that either. Um, you know, they do have the most people, so it wouldn't surprise me if the WEF game plan didn't have China in control of shit. Right? That would make the most sense because they've got the most, um, the most people, and while they're not quite as powerful as the United States as of now i mean we're 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 bleeding fucking power like a goddamn sieve right now but um they do have the right temperament for global domination whereas we don't yeah like we just there's not going to be the american people wouldn't intellectually support authoritarianism like that in mass but the chinese people just used to it right yeah so if, if there was like if xi jinping announced tomorrow you know hey we we control the whole world now so cool they'd just be like oh shit more of the same it's yeah. not going to change their life very much you know because their whole Another world day, is the job yeah. being asian dude so that's if i had to guess what the roadmap looks like it would be like that because russia is too russia is a paper tiger they're nothing to fucking worry about to be honest. yeah i just watched uh that footage over the weekend of them getting bombed mm. in moscow i'm surprised they haven't done anything massive they're fucking incompetent in retaliation here. um yeah they I've, I've been saying this for two years now the russians are fucking it's a boogeyman it's not real it, they can't beat fucking ukraine yeah i mean you're Fuck looking off, at man. a year and a half now at this yeah. point and you're still in this fucking bullshit, and they're us, dropping drones in Moscow? It took us three weeks to drive Humvees to fucking Baghdad from Kuwait City. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, get the fuck out of here, man. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I could see China's biggest problem is North Korea, though, right? I think 
if whenever there is a very rapid uh a very rapid globalist move by china i i you have to think they're going to have to do something about north korea um i don't know if they're going to invade or bomb or whatever the fuck or maybe just he keeps uh kim jong-un or kimmel's son who's the guy now i don't even know his name uh Uh, kim jong-un right Yeah. yeah yeah um I don't think it's him, by the way. I think it's a double. Maybe, yeah, but I, it's it'll be it'll be interesting to see how China handles that because that's their only real adversary. Everybody else will fall in line. They could just drop one bomb and fucking end it, don't you think? How big is that fucking country? North Korea? What do they got? Like forty million people or some shit? Do they really? Yeah, but geographically, you could probably just drop like twenty six yeah, million, like two or three bombs and. And be done with it, right? Yeah, there. I doubt. I mean, I don't know about their hinterland much, but I'm guessing everybody's packed into cities. It's not like there's a lot of fucking freedom. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be like Texas. Then Uh, Texas is what 30 million people, Mm -hmm. so probably looking at roughly the same size. If we if we bombed out uh, Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, Houston, you'd win, right? So maybe four of those fuckers would you'd win over there. Why continue to put up with his bullshit? That's what I never got. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be out of the question that. So you, you have to think about which countries are going to provide resistance. Um, they've got Afghanistan locked down because they're friendly with the Taliban now. Russia would provide resistance mm-hmm. if, unless they are on good terms and some, to some degree. And then um, in the in the Asian continent, probably Singapore, although they don't really. They don't have the ability to defend themselves against that shit. And then Taiwan and maybe Hong Kong have something to say to the citizenry there. But that'll be a police. Those will both be police states pretty rapidly. if Something like that went down. And then the U.S., obviously. Yeah. Everybody else, like Europe will fall in line like they always do. They're, they're come on, man. Yeah. Bitches. Nah, I get it. Yeah. Nah, I get it. Uh, by the way, the news uh, organizations here have been taking a hit for years. Uh, this is breaking news here. Um, Canada, uh, the meta platforms up there, a.k.a. Facebook, uh, will begin blocking news for all Canadian users of Facebook. Uh, Facebook says this is in response to legislation aimed at compensating domestic media, and it's going to take a few weeks to roll out. Look, Canada is a big fucking country, especially for, uh, for Facebook. There was a threat of this also um, here in the United States of America. They want... They want to have some form of union where uh, the writers and everybody are, mm. are compensated fairly for these articles and posts and all that other bullshit. Uh, that's not going to happen. Facebook's not going to cave to that bullshit. And uh, if you notice in the background, Google is slowly ramping up its AI news. Mm-hmm. And uh, that should be ready probably, what, within a year at this point? I think Facebook is fine with all these fucking places dying and then not doling out any cash. Also, do you ever read news on Facebook? I know they tried that column once. Remember they had columns at the bottom of the screen and one was news for a while? I don't spend any time on Facebook. I don't either. I mean, I... I, I pro- do in the private groups for, for Drinking Bros. Yeah. But as far as like my personal mm. feed or anything else besides that, it's a no, dude. I, yeah. It's only personal. It's only private groups for Drinking Bros. I don't know, Drinking Bros Sports. I, I don't know who's still using that, to be honest. Me neither. Uh, but... From what we've been told, as far as advertising dollars go, um, most of these major media outlets need Facebook, and they would be fucked without this money coming in. And uh, yeah, man, this is going to happen. 
Uh, what, what do you think? Five years before it's all nuked out? Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Post, all of it? I mean, I'm sure they'll pivot to something if they're smart. Right? Well, Bezos just had to get back involved with uh, Washington Post mm-hmm. because they lost $100 million. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's you, you don't have the right to your job. Whether you're a business owner or you're an employee, the market is the market, mm-hmm. right? Like if you make a product that nobody wants anymore, you don't have a job. Right. You know, you got a hobby now. So um, if your job is to produce content that people aren't watching, that's stupid. But if you've got the infrastructure to uh, to create, edit, publish content, it doesn't matter what medium it is. If you've got that experience, you got to pivot. Yeah. So what is it? What are people doing? I mean, the Washington Post isn't going to get into live sports, which is what's carrying most stuff. But do they get into, like, I don't know, streaming documentaries and shit? Why isn't the Washington Post doing interesting documentaries? Like the New York Times is? Yeah. That's where, they're, that's where they pivoted to, podcasts yeah. and then docs. I think they signed a deal with uh, FX and Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, the docs aren't very good. Uh, I watched the Britney Spears one from the New York Times. It fucking sucked. Yeah. And I love Brit Brits, but that was a shitty one. Um, that's a good question. Like, why is everybody so behind the times on that? Uh, I think the answer is probably Hollywood on this one. Um, one of the calls I took last week regarding the seltzer was uh, they were talking about, they were like, man, in these podcasts, you know, you need to get them on podcasts. And I was like, uh-huh, we, we do that. And we actually do podcasts and we own other podcasts and everything else. And they're like, oh, man, isn't that the future? I was like, bro, you're... 10 years late on this right now. So like, I don't even know what this fucking conversation is. So I don't know. Most of these places are very, very slow to pivot and it's typically coming out of Hollywood. It's because most people are older yeah, and they don't have enough young people working in there to be like, Hey dude, this is what's cool. Cause I mean, don't you think the next big pivot is probably TikTok for news? Uh, Picking off some of these younger hosts to, to host these shorter stories. Well, I wonder how much, I wonder how much it costs. Um, to well, like the the studios in major cities that these p- people rent, the NBC, the the networks, for example, there's no way they're generating the same kind of revenue they were before. And those rent, even if you own the building, the property taxes. But if those rents are coming down, like the rent at Thirty Rock for oh God. four floors or however many yeah. NBC has at Thirty Rock, that shit is that's got that's probably like what two three hundred thousand dollars a month. Oh, more than that. And rent for yeah. Easily, and it's like, easily, and they're by the way to that point. They're they're moving more and more shows in there mm. uh, to try to fill up the space and production so they can get that money to pay yeah. for rent. I think Kelly Clarkson, uh, her talk show is the latest to move to Thirty Rock for that exact reason, is they're trying to keep Thirty Rock going because uh, SNL is down. Yeah, I don't know when they're going to come back. Obviously, with the strike and all that stuff, uh, everything else that is in Thirty Rock, Jimmy Fallon, that is also down. Uh, Kelly Clarkson doesn't need writers. You know, she so could just have people on and, and that would be fine. But the rest of their shows are down. And so right now they're paying rent mm-hmm. on shows that aren't even going on in the building anymore. So uh, it's going to get real fucking dicey here. I mean, to, to that point, Peacock uh, said in their quarterly reports here that uh, they're on pace to lose $3 billion this year in uh, in revenue just on that streaming app of Peacock. Um that's a fuck ton of money. That's half of what Netflix's debt is, for Christ's sakes. And this, what are they, two years old at this point? Yeah, something like Peacock? that. Peacock? <clears throat> yeah. The only reason we have it is, uh, fuck, Delco and I were watching golf on that goddamn thing. What would you think of the coverage on there, Delco, for, for Peacock? I don't watch it. 
You don't watch it? No, it's a fucking joke. It sucks, right? Yeah. Uh, it's All golf coverage. I mean, I sucks. watch The Office on Peacock. That's Do you? It. That's it, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, that more than likely will collapse soon here. And uh, it's going to get weird, man. Yeah, um, I, I, don't, I just haven't seen anything terribly creative out of any of these institutions. Um, they're just trying to, like take all the pieces that they've historically used to make and monetize content and shuffle them up a little bit and spit it out in a different way. You know what I mean? Uh Break off from the, the conglomerate cable thing and then go individually streaming. And then, but then it it always works its way back. It's, it's not efficient to have one streaming service. If you're a producer, if you're a content producer to have your own streaming service, the bandwidth and all that other bullshit and the tempo of content creation, it's just too much. That's why Showtime is owned by Paramount Plus now. Yeah. It's why fucking, I mean, I think HBO is over Discovery Plus. Discovery. It's like, it's going to end up the same. And I think it's, it's been a failed experiment to try to parcel out everything. I think there does need to be some level of bundling to this stuff. And it's good that they're, I mean, right now. We'll just go back to cable. <laughs> Dan, then we got some sponsors that put this shit wagon on the air. First and foremost, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros do you know how long i've said that i've probably said that for a good 12 to 1300 episodes now at this point uh and they've never they've never done me dirty at ghostbed Uh, i love their products i've had them for years and years and years now and uh they only continue to get better right now that 50 percent off bundle package that I've been talking about for the last uh, four or five months on this show. I got that adjustable base and the mattress combined together four years ago. Still have it. Still works great. Zero complaints with that. Um, I love it. Love the fucking remote control. I'm all in. It really is one of those things that once you have it, uh, you don't go back after that uh, because you like kind of tilting the bed up, dude, and watching TV and shit with the missus or the mister. No judgment. I don't care what the fuck you're doing uh, behind closed doors there, but uh, I am a gigantic fan of it. Um, over the years, I've I've ordered the rest of their shit, uh, which right now you're getting 40% off. If you type in that promo code Drinking Bros at checkout, uh, the sheets. The sheets were new maybe a year and a half in when we started the deal with Ghostbed. Love the sheets. They're in every single room in my house, and I'm always pretty honest with you guys. I bought that cover, so I own the cover now. Because the kids terrorize the fucking bed with popcorn and candy and stuff during movie nights uh, and nachos, which may or may not be for my wife. Judge her, not me. I don't eat nachos in the goddamn bed, but I'm also not kicking her out of it. Uh, and uh, the mattress itself is still the best in the biz. It is a cooling mattress. The, the pillows are cooling. You're getting two free luxury pillows. When you order a mattress right now at ghostbed.com, forward slash drinking bros and they're just as good as the goddamn mattress i don't have the rv mattress because i don't have an rv but if you have one out there i've heard it's great the mattresses that come in those goddamn things are, are worthless so so get that if you have it and uh, the weighted blanket i don't have either that's full disclosure i can't sleep 14 hours a night just can't afford to do it especially some writing uh trying to finish up this last book here at night so i'm up late dude i gotta get up early with the kids i can't do it but i know some of you losers can so get it 
People who, who have it love that goddamn thing as well. I've never had any bad complaints about this company, and that's why they've been a title sponsor for all these years. Uh, go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. See if today's the day you're going to get a new mattress. When you check out, you're going to see a three-year pay-as-you-go program. No interest as long as you have decent credit. Check that box, and uh, all the deals that I mentioned are applicable with that. You can space it out. Space out the payments over the next three years and make it a little more affordable for you. A lot of people are doing that, uh, especially with inflation these days. I get it. Uh, GhostBed's offering it, so you might as well take advantage of it. Head on over to GhostBed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Next up, you know it's going to be a good time when you hear this name. Yes, our old friend at Diet Smoke has returned to the party. Now, for those of you new to 2THC, let me break it down for you. Diet Smoke crafts their premium THC gummies from 100% American-grown hemp. That's the good stuff. And here's the best part. Uh, with the variety that Diet Smoke offers, they have the perfect gummy for everyone out there. So whether you're a first-timer or a seasoned veteran like Giorgio, Diet Smoke has got you covered on those edibles. But it's not just about the variety. Each Diet Smoke product is third-party lab-tested to ensure that you're getting only the best ingredients and nothing else. Uh, They've even got all their lab results available on the QR code on each package. That's what I call transparency, kids. Now, what truly sets Diet Smoke apart is their commitment to their customers. If you don't absolutely love your experience, they've got a 30-day money-back guarantee. They've got your back. Now, here's the fun part for all you Drinking Bros listeners. You can go to dietsmoke.com and use the code DRINKINGBROS for 15% off your first purchase. Uh, and that's not just uh, the first purchase only. That offer goes for everyone. Uh, remember, you got to be 21 or older to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Cheers to you guys and cheers to Diet Smoke. 15% off your first purchase at dietsmoke.com. Uh, and they've got brand new edibles there as far as the strengths go. The old strumps. Okay, you can get those in 5 milligrams, 10, uh, 20, 25, 50, 100. Uh, and now they've got 150 gra- uh, milligram uh, edibles on there. Those are for pros, bro. That is not my world. I'm a 10 guy uh, per night, maybe 20 if I'm feeling froggy. But uh, they've got them there, dude. I'm, I'm on the lower end of this shit, but I take one every single night. Uh, they have these ones, as I've, I have problems sleeping. They got ones with melatonin in them. Those are my jam. It's a, a 10 milligram of THC, 5 milligrams of melatonin, and I think 5 milligrams of CBD. That's my magic formula there. They're the purple bag. I know that when you go to Diet Smoke. We order them every single fucking month. Me and my wife take them. So uh, I know the bag extremely well. I can vouch for these guys. I've never had a fucking bad experience. They've all tasted the, exactly the same. It's not like these weird fucking packages, man, you're getting from other edible companies where you're like, what is in this, dude? Uh, you'll know exactly the dosage you're getting on every single one, hence that QR code. Go to dietsmoke.com, promo code DRINKINGBROS for 15% off your first purchase. Yes, these are THC. So if you have a job out there where you got to take a drug test, you're going to piss hot, bro. Uh, just know that going in, I'm looking out for you guys, but, uh, if you want to get high, it's the legal way to do it. And they ship right to your house. Go to dietsmoke.com today. Promo code drinking bros gets you 15% off. <laughs> well, I mean, right now we're kind of in the, it, it, we're overpaying for stuff because there's too much, there's too many options. Um, but there will be a point sometime relatively soon, I think 
where we're in the sweet spot again, where it's like there's there's different channels for the so there's some level of competition mm-hmm. still that'll keep prices somewhat lower, um, but there you'll be able to get probably with two or three subscriptions pretty much anything you want to get. You know what I mean? I, I, I hope so. We we see this a lot in our private groups on on uh, on Facebook actually with Junior mm-hmm. Bros where they're like, "Hey man, I'm cutting this, you know, streaming app. I'm cutting this one or whatever. What's the best one to use? Everybody's got a favorite, but then they they get bought up by other people. The other problem is the original content that's out there. Uh, isn't very good. There's not much comedy left anymore. I just finished Righteous Gemstones on a, mm-hmm. on HBO last night. Uh, the season wrapped up. The reason why that's destroying is it is so fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Like it's it reminds me of the comedy in the in the 2000s where uh, anything went and it was crazy as shit. I mean, there was this one scene where a fucking dude just bust in and, and this guy is just spread eagle jacking, dude. It's I mean just jacking <clears throat> off as hard as he can. And the guy comes in with a pair of brass knuckles and just punches him right in the face as he's jacking off and then spits in his fucking eye. <laughs> and, I mean, it just was so out of control. You're like, what the fuck? The guy gets up, dude, chucks him out into the front yard. There's uh, two 12-year-olds out there, and he's still buck naked. His dick is just slapping his abdomen and he's just punching this guy in the face over and over again. And there's just so much blood. It's pretty funny. It's awesome. But we don't do enough of that. That's literally the only comedy that I can name that's out there right now. And, uh, and the ratings are massive for mm-hmm. HBO. It's $5 million. Uh, but we're not doing anything like that. Yeah, yeah that's the so problem. Sick. It's like nobody, none, of the, none of the alternatives. There's been a shift in the market very clearly, but none of the alternatives have really been all that creative, frankly. Mm-hmm. Like so, you, you would think that somebody in the American industry would figure this shit out. You know what I mean? But it's the, the, even the bigger, more successful companies make mistake after mistake. I, rem, I remember when when Game of Thrones ended. There was a four month gap after that before they had original programming again, new stuff that mm-hmm. didn't previously exist. So they just tried to buy movies and put them on there and stuff like that. It's like no, they lost what forty percent of their subscriber base yeah, was, the day after yeah. Game of Thrones ended. Everybody like what the like fuck? I mean, that is a huge mistake. Yeah. This is fucking stupid, man. So uh, Disney's been okay about it because they have they've they've done a pretty good combination. They're still making movies. Star they Wars. They are, but nine out of the last eleven have tanked. Yeah, Star Wars and Marvel, but they still have content coming, and uh, they've done a decent job of scooping up other stuff. They bought National Geographic and stuff like that. So they've, but but those when there's a pause in your content program, that's why we don't miss shows. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like if you go away, people will just go find something else. Yeah. And now it seems like people are bouncing back and forth from one streaming service to another, which might be, I mean, for the industry, it's pretty good for now. But at some point, it's not very resilient. You know what I mean? Because anytime there's financial stress or trouble, that's what people go to first. Entertainment, they start cutting that shit out. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, One thing they're not cutting out, though, is uh, Sound of Freedom. So Sound of Freedom just outgrossed as of uh, last night. Uh, Mission Impossible and The Flash domestically, which is fucking insane. Dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen it. Full disclosure, I usually go to the movies with my kids, so I'm forced to see whatever they want to see. Uh, and we go usually every weekend because it's 190 degrees here. So they're like, Dad, popcorn, candy, all that stuff. Let's do it. Uh, I got forced to see Haunted Mansion on Sunday with, with them. I don't know what that is. Not amped about it. It's a uh, Disney IP based on the ride. Uh, the the haunted mansion ride when you go to Disney World, 
and uh, not great. It, uh, it bombed horrifically, but Sound of Freedom, holy shit, dude. So it just crossed $150 million domestically at the box office. And uh, it's not slowing down. Even in the theater that I was at on Sunday for, for Haunted Mansion, <clears throat> there was five showings that day of Sound yeah. of Freedom. Um, and they were pretty fucking packed still. So, shit. Uh, I want to see it. I just can't bring the kids in there, mm-hmm. obviously. You know what would be... It's a kid's movie, but not the way you hope it is. Somebody that's wealthy, um, independently wealthy. I, I'm surprised no one's done this, but they, there should be. And maybe there is, and I just don't know about it, but... When I was a kid, there was this movie rental place uh, in my town, and they edited the movies. So they took out swearing and any kind of nudity and then some, like, drug stuff. Yeah. So you could go get popular movies, but they would edit that stuff out. And I'm talking about, like, cassette tapes, too. So they they spent some time doing this shit. Um, I'm surprised that nobody started a streaming service like that. I know there's exclusivity deals with some things, but popular movies and there's a, a the catalog is infinite it's all movies ever, forever right yeah just editing all that stuff out of them and having a, a a safe like safer work or safer kids version of all this stuff i'm surprised nobody's done that yet because it wouldn't take like especially now with ai as long as you could get the rights to the stuff spend the money to get the rights to the stuff ai can fucking do most of this work for you yeah especially you know now that everything's digital now that i think about it um they do it for itunes so like my kids want to listen to you know post for music they do or yeah. whatever yeah, yeah so yeah. It, it already exists there because mm-hmm. there's different versions of it without the the curse words in it. uh that's interesting because ai could clean that up pretty fucking easy oh, one yeah. would imagine yeah. i mean you would think somebody like uh, Disney or some somebody Disney or I guess Disney owns ABC Family, so it would be something like that. You would think, but no, I don't think anybody's even tried it since back in the day. No, and I think you know occasionally, look, a titty's going to pop out here and there, but uh, that even that's a fun thing for the kids where it's like, oh no, sorry about that. I didn't. Oh, they're a terrible company. Let's get you know, ooh. and then you have a nice chuckle about it behind closed doors. Uh, but the interesting part about Sound of Freedom is uh, they're actually going to take some of this money. You wonder what happens when the producers are like, man, how rich are you off of this? Yeah. I mean, you're probably taking home after P&A probably over $100 million, which is a massive profit. It turns out they're actually going to take this movie overseas and put this in theaters overseas, which is extremely fucking rare for an independent movie. Yeah. Holy shit. I mean, it's not going to be in the big markets. Like this mo- That movie's not going to run in China. No, no, no. Not in China, but uh, it says here Europe is where they're going next. Uh, and they're going to do theaters there in four to six countries. Uh, and that'll be coming up in the next uh, six to eight weeks over there. So, shit, good for them, man. That's uh, that's hard to do. Um, but this is a global problem, mm-hmm. not just a United States problem. So it makes sense. Y- usually with movies uh, that go global it's got to have some theme to it that is relatable mm. in, in another country and obviously this is happening in europe and all over the world so this one makes sense um yeah i'm not sure what the uh public perception or opinion i don't know if people are as fired up about it there as they are here probably in italy because they have they just voted in a right-wing um government maybe spain because they got really close to voting in uh like do you think yeah. they know, or are they as ignorant as, as we are about human trafficking? Uh, well, I mean, 
because I didn't I, like I, we we covered the story a while back, but I didn't know until 2016, 17 that this even exists in the United States. Europeans are definitely more uh, in tune with because they travel to other countries more than we do. Mm, that's true. Most people during the summer, it, that if you live in, especially in mainland Europe, even if you live in like England or some shit, uh, uh, or uh, not England, but uh, Ireland or some stuff, they go on summer holiday to some somewhere else in Europe almost always for four to six weeks every year, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I think if you're traveling that much to different countries, especially ones in Northern Europe where everything's a little pickpockety, you probably have your head on a swivel more than the average American does going overseas. It's like, oh, fucking, why don't these guys speak English? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm getting butthurt. Like, went to fucking Germany. Nobody spoke English. Um, yeah, I think they might be more aware of that because human trafficking is a lot more out in the open over there than it is here. Well, it used to be. Now it's migrant kids are getting fucking trafficked. Nobody cares. But um, it's, yeah, I, I think they're probably a little bit more in tune, frankly. Gotcha. But I don't know that for a fact. I'm just guessing. Gotcha, uh, Bob. Your uh, your your show that you love, Loki, Loki season two. The trailer looked dope. I was gonna I, say trailer just broke uh, viewership records for Disney Plus with eighty million online views for this fucking thing. What's the fascination with it? Is it good? Is this the one Marvel series that's actually good on Disney yes, Plus? This one's okay. legit. This one's actually. I haven't watched Secret Invasion yet, but I heard it got bad reviews or whatever. Uh, but. This one, I mean, there's like a couple others I like, but Loki's like head and shoulders the best one. It's really good. Owen Wilson's in it. Like, I mean, it's just it's just interesting. And obviously, Tom Hiddleston's like fucking dope. I think he needs to be. He's a great actor. Maybe the next Bond. He might be a little too old, but I wouldn't hate it. Yeah. Who are they talking about for the next Bond? Uh, uh, I've heard a lot of Aaron Tyler Johnson. That's what I've heard as well. Talk, which I'm fine with, too. I like uh, him. Yeah. No? Yeah. I don't know. Too bland? His, his, Tom Hardy would be dope, The pitch dude. of his voice is too high. Yeah, I just Nate, want a dude. I just want a man. I just want Tom Hardy. It's been all dudes with deep voices so far, and Aaron Tyler, Taylor Johnson's voice is not hey, deep. Hey, freeze! <laughs> Bond, Bond. I'm James Bond. Just stop right there. I'll take it shaking nonstop. Would you? Would you believe him? I mean, he's he gets pretty ripped for some movies. He does. He's craven now. He looks the part. He's he was just, the good, voices. He was a good assassin or whatever. In that bullet, was it bullet train? Yeah, but that's like Guy Ritchie, yeah. right? Yeah, that's guy. That's like a completely different fucking situation. This is a guy who is a fucking Terminator. You're a murderer. Like your job as uh, 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 like Bond's Bond's not a spy. He's an assassin who does spy work, right? Right. So I, I just don't know that I believe the. Uh, I don't believe that guy, but it's. Uh, you know, John Boyega's up there, too. I think he's a potential for that. For Bond? Yeah. No, fuck that. I would rather see Idris Elba. <clears throat> if we're going black Bond... Yeah, but he's old. Let's go Idris Elba. It was Tom Hardy. Mm. What do you think? Tom, what do you reckon Tom Hardy is? 42, maybe? Yeah. Mid-40s, yeah. Ch- check the, check the age 45. on Hardy. He's 45. 45? Yeah, 45. 45, dude. But he looks great. I mean, look... Does I, he? There's been some older Bond... Fuck yeah, he does. He, he cleans, cleans up, up well. well. Yeah. I mean, look... Yeah, it's what's he doing now? There's a strike that he's fucking rolling around doing jujitsu, winning tournaments and shit like that. He didn't give a fuck. Um, I just, just Daniel a Craig was 38 when he started the role. Yeah, I was gonna say most of these guys. Remember Connery, uh, Pierce Brosnan, mm-hmm. Timothy Dalton. All those guys were kind of in their 40s. So yeah, let's get fucking Hardy on there. That would be dope. I'd be down with that. I don't know, man. I mean, he can. He look. He can do anything. He's one of the better actors. He that rocks, exists. dude. Um, 
So I, w- I guess I'd like to see it. Same maybe. here. I think they he's should... stuck doing those bullshit Venom movies. Like, let's get him out of there, dude. Let's get some Bond going. Well, he only has to do one more. One more Venom? I think so. And yeah. he's done with that bullshit? Mm-hmm. But he's going to make, what, $30 million off of it, so... Oh, yeah. And everybody who's coming out of the, those Marvel series slowly is just trashing it. They're just like, God yeah. damn it, I hated doing that fucking shit uh, over and over again. Although they got super rich, and yeah. everybody's like, hey, RDJ, it's cool that you're probably going to be nominated for an Oscar for, for Oppenheimer, but let's not knock Iron Man, bro. That really made you, and, uh, and you're probably worth a half a billion dollars from that franchise. Yeah, I guess. I mean, money-wise, but... Uh, Robert Downey Jr. was a fucking star before that. Oh, he was. Some of the other guys that became stars, like, I don't know that Scarlett Johansson was really a star before that. You know what I mean? Like, commanding top pay for your work is what I mean by star. Yeah, that, um, that definitely pushed her to that, that $20 million Chris mark. Evans is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, dude, it made all of them, in my opinion. I mean, but Robert Downey Jr. was already—he was already—he was like already he, a great he, actor. He's an Academy Award-winning actor. Yeah. Um, the other people, I mean, Sam Jackson has had a storied career as well. No oh, fuck. But the rest of those, yeah. I mean, pretty much everybody else. Well, the woman that plays Sam's number two that was on How I Met Your Mother, Kobe guess, Smolders. Yeah, she she was already pretty famous, I guess. Yeah, that but, was a big show, but, but still, for, I think it's really just those three because uh, Mark Ruffalo. What did he really do? He was an indie before? actor. He was I mean, an indie Scarlett actor. Scarlett Johansson, I mean, unless you don't want to, and then you really can't count people like Gwyneth Paltrow. You sure, know? yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, I would say Johansson was pretty good and famous by that. Like, she was lead. But not like 20 million a picture famous. Yeah. No, but there's, she, there's something about those movies that, that go global where it that does change your life. She had been in maybe one global blockbuster before that as a, as a lead. What was it? Uh, the Island. With you and McGregor, the Michael Bay movie. Oh, that that didn't do well though. It bombed. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was it was pretty mid. Um, but she, I mean, she's she was probably the second most or third most famous person after Jackson and Downey Jr. Uh, Favreau. I mean, mm. he's barely in it. Favreau look- was indie too, though. I mean, this yeah. is like so Iron Man. The first Iron Man, I think, was his. Uh, that's the first time he was ever on a big budget as a as a producer director, right? I think. I think so. Elf. Uh, Elf, and then uh, what was the other one? Dax Shepard was like an astronaut. It was a kid's movie. Oh, Zathura. Yes. That was like the, a year or two before Iron yep. Man. And I think that's what did it for him because it was a good film. It and was, it, it was it was directed well. And uh, and I think that's what really set him on that path of like, because I think the, the budget was like $80 million on that. And then, you know, the studios were like, oh, shit, you can do a huge uh, studio film like this. And, uh, and it'd be great. So, you know, uh Iron Man certainly helps. I mean, he's rich as fuck. So, uh, yeah, Good he's, for an, he's an executive. I love pro- Favreau. He's an EP, or I'm sorry, he's a producer on every Marvel movie. I mm-hmm. even loved all of his indie movies, man. The the fucking Chef uh, about the food truck that was great. Swingers mm-hmm. was great. The sequel to Swingers was great. I never seen that. Oh, you didn't? Nope. Uh, did you see the the sequel to Swingers? Well, it's not really like, like a, a spiritual sequel. Yeah, it's him and Vince Vaughn again in their. Uh, stealing money from somebody trying um, to find it he's like a limo driver and uh they just keep fucking it up over and over and over again made i think it was called oh yeah yeah made here it is made yeah it's not couples retreat god there's a there's a really great scene about a fucking goldfish in that movie with uh, sam sam rockwell that one rocked as well like everything he's done has been fucking rad so 
Good for Favreau. But yeah, you definitely need that that Marvel shit. I wouldn't rip on it after being in it and making that kind of cash out of it, you know? Well, Fuck. he's Favreau's on to Disney now. He right? oh, he uh, he can pretty much like do whatever he wants he, to do. He's in the Star Wars universe now. He does all of it, right? Andor and then what's the other one? Uh uh Book of Boba Fett, he did um, he, kind of, he did a little bit of Book of Boba Fett. The Mandalorian is Mandalorian, the, but also the um, Obi Wan. He did all those. He's a, he's an EP at least on all of them. Yeah, I think he's the writer of three of them, if I'm not mistaken. He definitely wrote Andor and the Mandalorian. Mandalorian, yeah. But I don't know about really the other two. Yeah. But yeah, he's. I mean, he's just fucking uh, doing side quests at this point. Mm. I mean, he's just, oh, man, yeah. he's printing money. That motherfucker. I know. Hopefully, he's enjoying the work because if not, that would suck. Because it's hard to like. I heard he's a Star Wars nerd. Like, he loves it, man. So he loves to make that shit great. If you're already in it and you're making that much money, it's hard to leave if it sucks. Even if it sucks, I mean. I loved it when, like, he was, like, getting big in these, but you'd still see him in, like, smaller roles with, like, Vince Vaughn or Will Mm. Ferrell. And you're like, oh, that guy's, like, way richer than everybody now. I doubt he has much time to do any acting at this point. If If he's directing and producing all this bullshit, there's no way. And writing, I mean. Uh, by the way, CNN just updated their shit here as far as that poll is concerned here. It says, D- despite Trump's legal woes, half of the U.S. still plans to vote for him. Here's why. Because we don't care <laughs> about fucking real. documents. No. Nobody cares about fucking paper. Why does paper even exist anymore? I don't know, man. Uh, what are you, what are you chattering about back there, Delco? We're just looking at all the big names from Marvel. Uh, obviously, can't go without mentioning Vin Diesel. Oh, the f- we, in his best counting role. Groot, his yeah. best role. Uh, he got paid fifty million dollars to say I am Groot over and over again. He so. sure did. That was the biggest. F- whoever his agent was, who who finessed that deal. Holy shit! Same with Bradley Cooper. Wasn't he, he was just the voice of a fucking raccoon? Yeah, but yeah. he had like actual lines. Yeah, did he? Yeah, <laughs> but he didn't even have to play the raccoon on set. James Gunn's brother did yep. it. Shut so yeah, all, it's all ADR. Yeah. It's, it's just him in a booth for yep. an hour. Yeah, <laughs> and the way those what lines are, and the way that character is, like, I don't think he has to do a lot of work. Like, I think he's just like, "Hey, you guys are all stupid. Got it. See ya." It was so cheesy, dude. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. Oh god, that's fucking funny. Uh, who else in there? What are the other names that you guys were were fucking with back there? I mean, you got Marissa Tomei. Ah, oh, shit, dude. She's always been hot. Yeah. She's like 55. She's older, I think. She might, she might be. Harvard grad. I remember when she did uh, The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke, and, uh, and I think it was this Golden Globe speech. She thanked her sweet ass in it. She's 58. Like, yeah, she still plays, too. Yeah. Marissa's Tomei still plays, for sure. For fucking sure. Um, there's a lot of people, man. They're, they're trying to bring... I heard they're trying to bring Tobey Maguire back for another fucking Spider-Man. Are they doing another like multiverse thing? No or? idea, but after the last one did so well and everybody was like, oh shit, I love Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. I think they're just going to try to get him back. Yeah, I heard something about uh, Rami Malek being in the next Spider-Man maybe. God I don't know it. about as a villain or something, but he's... Just the actual spider? He's a good actor. Just he, a fucking creepy weirdo. bug eyes. Mm-hmm. One of the funniest parts of Oppenheimer. Uh, same. Did you see Oppenheimer yet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just the, the... I think second scene you see him in. I don't want to ruin it, but I. Well, there was a lot of us online that thought uh, he was just going to be an extra in the movie and didn't have any dialogue. And I was laughing about it internally for the last hour of the movie, and then I was actually pissed when he had lines. I was like, oh, fuck, dude. That would have been awesome if Christopher Nolan just used an Oscar winner as an yeah. extra in the background. And it was just like, sorry, man. We just didn't have fucking room for you. I you think, uh, well, there have been weird shit like that before. So 
Um, isn't Brad Pitt in Deadpool 2? Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the invisible dude that gets electrocuted and they just put Brad Pitt. I don't, I'm sure they paid him for it or they whatever. They did. Or maybe they didn't and Brad's like, yeah, that's funny. Do that. Because I, I, I would do If I was same. an actor, I'd be like, yeah, fucking that's funny. He he was bros with the director because the director used to be his stunt double mm. back in the day. And no then, shit. Then Brad Pitt okay. played. But that's uh, more. I thought Malik was about double. to. I thought that Remy Malik was about to get Terrence Malik, where yeah. Terrence Malik just puts. He just casts a bunch of people and then. You don't really know if you're going to be in the movie or not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he shoots you. You work like you're in the movie, but you don't know. You have no idea. Like, you could be the biggest star in the world, and you might be in it for two minutes of the final cut. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know, and that's Christopher Nolan. You show up and do whatever the fuck he wants. That's it. I'd sit in the background or be a fucking dead body in one of those things just to see how it works. You're lucky in that regard. Uh, and then a, a weird story here at the end. Um, there is a man fighting Taco Bell over the phrase Taco Tuesday. Uh, yeah, somebody apparently owns Taco Tuesday, and it's not yeah, Taco Bell. It's not, dude. No, it's like, oh, who is it? It's not Del Taco. Somebody, so it, it's a middle tier organization. It's not LeBron? Uh, no. no. There's a guy was. named Gregory Gregory and uh, <laughs> the Jersey Short, LeBron I, James, millions of dollars at stake, and uh, the trademark scuffle over Taco Tuesday right now is going on, and it's real. So it's Taco John's. Taco John's, that's it. It's yeah. a Wyoming-based fast food restaurant. They got the trademark back in 1989. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. And they are apparently litigious. Damn, yeah. dude. You, I mean, that's the only thing they have, you know? That's it, that's it for them. Trolls. Sometimes that's yeah. all you need, though. Mm-hmm. Well, no, if they're a real taco business, Delco... Fuck you. That was their whole claim to fame, you know? Taco Tuesday. How many locations do they have, bro? Uh, they have 400 locations. What? No way. In, Are you tw- in 23 states, yeah. What's the name of the Which place? is not very much. Like uh, Panda Express, I think, has like fucking 2,500 or something like that. Wait, what's the, what's the name of this place? Taco John's. Oh, that's awesome because you are, you're using the John right after you eat the tacos. I feel like we had one of these there. in Columbia, Missouri. It was just like the shitty taco. It sounds bar. familiar, man. I'm sure the chat is going to yeah. eat us alive you're here because they've had bueno. it. Um, oh, Panda like Express has 2,300, for example. 2,300. Mm-hmm. Okay, dude, look at this. Taco John's has been doing breakfast forever. Apparently, let's see it. I'm lo- I'm just going through the menu here. Oh, this, shit, this is this looks like a pretty solid Taco menu. John's. Looks like it fucks, man. Do they have Mexican pizzas or nachos or anything? Uh, let's see. They have super nachos, um, okay. fried chicken tacos, fried yeah. Oh damn, dude! All right, they got a grilled stuffed burrito, uh, grilled stuffed taco, I guess. Uh, meat and potato burrito. I mean, I f- I can fuck with this. Does anybody make a pizza burrito where it's just pizza? toppings inside of a fucking burrito because i th- feel like i would eat that i would eat the shit out of yeah that. i would eat the shit out of that too maybe I, taco bell should do that with their chalupa thing you're redesigning the hot enough. pocket right now uh yeah but nobody makes one that you can buy at a fucking gas station have to buy a frozen one to go home True. yeah there was uh you know what i did try was that thing from papa john's where it's just the the toppings in the tray without the the bread around it yeah it was all right it was good i didn't mind it uh i didn't mind it at all so so the closest Taco ta- John's, good luck in your fight there. I, they deserve it. Let them have Taco Tuesday. Closest Taco John's is in Russellville, Arkansas. Oof. Road trip. Yeah, exactly. That's dude. the do closest we, we road trip for that? Yeah. There's not one in Alabama? I'm not seeing one. Damn, dude. Damn, son. Yeah, well. I don't even have one there. I don't even have one there. 
Uh, all right, kids. Uh, now's the point in the show. We get to the drinking bro of the week. Uh, this one's going to go out to uh, an old school homie. He's been he's been it once, but he just did us a, a huge solid down there. Uh, we're going to give it to Charles Zeller down in Orlando, Florida, down there. Not only did he get Hard AF Seltzer into the hotel down there at Universal, uh, but he also got us rooms for uh, Delco for you to go see your beloved UCF. Opening nights, college football Thursday nights. Do we have time to get Kent State gear? By campus? Yes. And does all of us, including him, by the way, show up in full Kent State regalia? I don't think he would. You, you wouldn't show up in, uh, in Kent State against Absolutely your Absolutely not, no. <laughs> Guys, I own some golden flash memorabilia if we want to put that I get, I've, I've got a site. Uh, there's, a, there's a site in Columbus that owns the rights to Kent State. I, I've got them. I'll get us some shirts. You're an XL? Yep. I'll get you a Kent State shirt. We'll go Kent State for sure. Uh, but Charles hooked us up with, uh, fuck, five hotel rooms uh, last minute in Orlando. There's a shit ton of games in Orlando that weekend. Uh, not only do you have a UCF, but you also have the LSU-FSU game. Uh, we're extremely grateful. Thank you for reaching out after the show and, uh, and locking them down. Uh, reservations came in immediately, and uh, thank you so much. All these cities that we travel to, usually there's like five or six drinking bros who uh, go above and beyond and, uh, and help us out with all these gigs. And uh, we can't do it without you guys. So, again, thank you, Charles. Uh, that was a fucking solid move, dude. Because hotels in Florida these days are pricey, friends. Holy shit, man. Uh, everybody wants to go to that juice. I get it, man. Every time we've been to Florida, it's been a fucking blast. And it doesn't really matter what city I've gone to. Tampa, I hate to keep saying it, but that was a shocker, man. We had fucking fun in Tampa. Uh, Orlando's uh, fun. Miami's fucking fun. Jacksonville. I bet you Jacksonville's going to be in the come up in a few years, dude. Let's go. Always have been. Mm, not always. Jacksonville's awesome. My parents used to live about an hour south of there. Like, it wasn't a lot in, up there. They don't live in Jacks. They live in North No, Florida. but I, I would have to fly into Jacksonville. That's, that's where I flew in every single time to see them. Um, St. Augustine is fun up there if you want to see some gators, some old school shit. You know? I'm all set on gators. I'm not, dude. I won't. I, you know, I want one for the studio. I want a mini one for the studio. Yeah, they don't. They don't do that. Well, they'll eventually grow out of it. But uh, that's the fun part. We won't know until no. we come in one day, and it's like, oh shit! No, it gators loose. It doesn't grow huge overnight. No, it's it's going to be over time. They live forever. Yeah, it's going to be over time. But let's give it like if we got a a, a two footer, right? A little twenty four incher, maybe an eighteen incher. Uh, we put it in a glass case or whatever the fuck those things are called. An aquarium. What do, what do, what do you call those things? A little aquarium? Terrarium. Terrarium. There you go. Whatever that is. Uh, we'll put it in there, but we'll get a six-foot one so that way it feels, the gator himself feels like he has room to grow mm -hmm. and he's comfortable. And, uh, and then we come in one day, glass is broken everywhere, <clears throat> rocks are on the floor, there's leaves on the floor. We're like, oh, shit, gator's loose. It's possible that... You could bind them like a Chinese woman's foot. You know what I mean? Shorten like, them, uh, shrink them up a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. They re reptiles grow their entire lives. Yeah, um, they don't stop growing at like post pubescence like we do. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also true that in the like fish, <clears throat> if you put a fish in a bowl, they like get locked into that. It's like almost like your uh, Roomba in your house mapping your floor plan. Yeah, and that's all. It, fucking will recognize if you throw it in regular water it'll just swim around in that general area i wonder if we can't make pygmy alligators because that would be cool if it was just like you know 
six inches long alligator on a leash with a platinum grill or some shit, I'd be cool with that. But otherwise, I think we need to exterminate the entire species. I saw an albino one down in uh, Curie Beach. There was that aquarium down there Mm -hmm. in Fort Fisher. Fort Fisher, I took the kids and I saw an albino alligator. A mini albino alligator would be fucking dope. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd be amped for that. Um, Because that fucker was solid white, but then the eyes were green. Mm -hmm. We were just like, oh shit, this is awesome. I'd be into that. Red, maybe. I forget. but uh, Charles Zeller, by the way, um, for giving us that friends and family discount at the old hotel, he, uh, he said he is a Florida State's uh, grad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he said, can I go to the game with you guys? I said, of course. So Charles will be going with us to the game. Uh, so we'll get some picks and, and, and do all the fun things on that Sunday night FSU-LSU game. Uh, and to give you a, just a quick recap of where we'll be headed uh, city-wise for live shows, um, August 31st, we'll be doing a tailgate from UCF. What's it called? The Mall? Memory Mall. Yes. So we'll be somewhere over there. We're going to be dropping off cases of hard AF seltzer at the fraternities and stuff, and then we'll be tailgating uh, throughout the day there. I believe the game's at 7 o'clock do we have that a spot? night. Uh, yes, we do. Uh, we got some peeps down there who are alumni, and, uh, and we'll figure that out shortly. Uh, but we'll be in Orlando on that Thursday night if you guys want to come to the game. Tickets are actually cheap. Um, they're sold out, but if you're looking at them in the aftermarket on like drinkerbrostickets.com or whatever, you can get some for like 50 bucks, 40 bucks if you want to join us and just get fucked up that day. Hard AF Seltzer is obviously everywhere down there, so we'll just bring endless of it. It's free. It'll be on us. Just find us at the tailgates. Uh, Friday nights, uh, September 1st, we will be in Miami for the Miami Miami game. That is uh, Miami Hurricanes uh, playing the uh, University of Miami uh, team up there in Ohio. But uh, obviously, that is in Miami, Florida. The name of that stadium is the Gardens. What the fuck's the name of it? Is it Bush Gardens? No, Bush Gardens is St. Louis. What's the name of that stadium, or Bob, in uh, Miami? Um, God damn it. Been, you and I have Lone been there. Lone Depot, Hard Rock? No, Lo- Lone Depot is where the Marlins Hard play. Rock. Hard Rock. That's it. We've been in that stadium like four times. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, so we'll be there Friday nights. And then uh, Sunday night, we are back in Orlando for the FSU LSU game. And that is at Camping World Stadium. Mm-hmm. Which is our favorite stadium. No. What <laughs> Saturday night though, we're are we still looking into doing a party somewhere? Or are we just gonna take Looking that day into off? doing a party, uh, but also Corey Chase is down there. I would love to get her on the show. That'd be a great fucking show. She's down there, so I think we're gonna try to hit her up as well. Um, but uh, yeah, if, if anybody out there would love to do a party, I forget the gentleman's name who threw it. What was that, four or five years ago? Yeah. I'd have to look in my on Instagram because we definitely posted all that shit. Yeah, we raged there. Um, but, uh, you know, he had a guy have sex in his hot tub with his wife in front of everybody. So I'm not sure his wife wants us to come back. I'm to not sure house. he planned any of that. I think it just kind of <laughs> happened. <laughs> he did. He definitely didn't plan any of that. No. Uh, and when it happened, obviously, we all watched for a little bit and, uh, and then just kept partying the rest mm-hmm. of the night. That yeah, was a fun time. So it's fun. Uh, but the reason why we're telling you is if you are in that Florida area that weekend, come on out and rage with us. Uh, it's a great time. Uh, I know Wanathan uh, down there in the chat is doing uh, the tailgate with Reed White mm-hmm. down at uh, the Hurricanes game on that Friday night. So we'll be, uh, we'll be tailgating with those guys. So uh, uh, link up with them, and we'll kind of post it where we are. And then the following weekend, uh, September 8th and 9th, we will be at the University of Alabama. Uh, they're playing the Texas Longhorns. That will be the night game on Saturday nights. And uh, you and I are doing uh, in-store meet and greets the day before. I think it's Fork and Cork or something like that or Corks and Forks maybe. 
Uh, but we'll give you guys all the details for that. And then Saturday, we'll be, we'll be live from uh, Ramajama, right across the street uh, from the old stadium Cor- there. Corks and Tops. Corks and Tops is the name. So we'll be there on Friday. Uh, and then Ramajama on Saturday down there. And uh, obviously, the Hard AF Seltzer is on us. Just come on out and rage with us. Uh, Clayne Crawford obviously lives about an hour from that stadium. So he'll be on that show that day, and then uh, hopefully AJ Buckley comes. That'd be great. Yeah, I'll hit him up today again, but he's in so far as I know. Perfect, yep. perfect. And then Justin Melnick, mm-hmm. come to the fuck, come to Bama and party, dude. He doesn't party that much. He should though. He should. He's got some trip to Europe that he has to do. I think for some consulting thing on a film, but oh, gotcha. it's supposed to be the weekend after that. So I think he's going to be good. All right, but I'll check back in with him. All right, but uh, all your faves will be out with us. Come see us in person. We'd love to see you guys. And as always, go to iTunes, rate the show five-star, and leave a quick review. All the advertisers care about 10,000 reviews. I will shut up. I promise. I will shut the fuck up forever. Just get us to 10,000. That's all we we need on this thing. I'll never ask again in the rest of the show's history. I promise you that. Uh, For D'Anthony, D'Anthony Holloway, I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros Podcast. Good night, everyone.